all find it much easier to run away from our pain than face it. Numbing for most people is the first call, regardless of how we numb or wish it to go away. It's our subconscious behavior that we revert to, to get us through whatever that we're facing, whether it's a trigger, a trauma, uh, some psychological pain, someone's hurt us, some work issue, uh, some family issue, whatever we do, we really, it's a human, natural human condition that we want to run away. But we're not alone. We numb in various ways. And just to name a few, there's uh, people that would go out and do excess exercise and lifting weights, going to the gym three times a day, uh, pushing a body to the extreme. That, that's pretty much of a numbing thing to do. I don't want to deal with something that's going on in my life. Uh, others munch out on food. We have 9% of the world's population that uh, have to live with eating disorders every day. So some it could be certain types of food like chocolate. Others it could be like just craving that sugar or a soft drink. For others it could be caffeine or those caffeinated drinks which is highly bad for you. I read the other day just on a side note that there's 300 grams of caffeine in like a monster than the 40 grams that normally appear in like a cup of coffee 300 grams that's a massive hit to your heart and to your health so just have a think about some of the things that we do to ourselves that we may not even realize what we're doing Alcohol is a huge numbing. 65% of men in the world drink alcohol and 45% of women drink alcohol in the world. Um, that figure has come down slowly over the last few years, which is great as more people are realizing that drinking is not the best thing for us to do, uh, especially over consumption of it. So that that's my thing. Um, that's what I grew up to believe as a way to numb. And so that often our behaviors come from what we see as a child, what we experience as a child, and it comes out of that or things that we learned that, that are there at a young age. Not always, but sometimes. Um, there's traumas that we could go through that can tend to start doing other things than relying on ways that we used to go before. So over-medicating, illegal drugs, self-harm, all those sort of heavier things that we could do that will harm our body even more. And a lot of them could come more as an adult. Some, some, for some people, they're not. But all these ways and many, many more are a way that we numb our emotions, we numb what's going on and the pain that's going on. But is that healthy for us? Absolutely not. And many other things that we could be doing to numb our pain. We all have our vices that we lean on when we're hurting, when we're triggered or something that isn't in our control. And we tend to 
allow our subconscious just to take over that 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 point because we're not coping well we're not coping with the emotions that we're feeling we don't want to feel that pain inside we won't we don't want to feel the anger rising up or the or the sadness and the grief that i feel inside about some loss we won't we don't want to face it but our subconscious then reverts to these old habits and behaviors to help us through it it thinks that it's doing the right thing by us because that's what we've programmed our subconscious to do so the hardest challenge of all this is stopping us from numbing and to find alternative ways to help us to help us grow to help us move on to help us deal with what's going on at the time numbing's just putting it off so the first step to stopping that subconscious behavior is really to recognize that we are doing it. <laughs> That's always the first thing. I always talk about naming and renaming, but recognizing is like naming. Hang, I, uh, every time this happens, I uh, do this. All oh, right. Oh, okay. And then you start seeing the pattern in your life. So observation is really key here at first just notice don't judge yourself like this is again normal behavior that we all do at certain points in our life so just notice what do you do when something happens what behavior do you revert to you might not know the answer to that question straight away for others you might need to dig a little bit then ask yourself if you have the ability to deal with this yourself, to make you safe, just to ensure that you're safe, to make you feel safe and to change your actions. And if you don't feel like you have the ability to do this yourself, then ask a friend, trust a friend, talk to a therapist, help you through finding uh, what that behavior is and how you can change it. These are just some things that I've learned over my years in trying to deal with my trauma and triggers to stop that process of numbing and to really change it. I've worked significantly in this area in the last six months. So after observing it and know this is the behavior that I do and this is when it happens, then start to listen and reflect listen to what your mind body and spirit need in this moment so when you revert to the numbing part what do you need right then just reflect through and journal write or talk to a trusted friend or partner be present with yourself what do you need more than anything in those times to pursue growth what can you do to change these habits for you and do you recall a time where you did something else and it worked out really brilliantly? And another thing to reflect on is not important that you don't get to the bottom of it because it's actually quite hard to do. But if you can, do recall, do you recall when these numbing techniques started? So when you first started to do this and do you remember what started them off? If you can remember that core belief that is in you, that's a huge key in part of unlocking and changing this behavior. But as I said, it's quite hard to do and it's not necessarily the only way 
to get there. We can do it by finding the best way that we can cope with the situation at the time, change our behavior, listen and reflect and plan towards what we would do to change it. And it and a lot of that it's hard because it comes from our childhood when you might need uh, some therapy or or some things just to unlock some certain things if you really want to get to behind the behavior and where it started but if you feel you can't find it in the you know don't worry we could still work on changing our subconscious habits when i worked out of my core belief from childhood it was this aha moment it was from what I witnessed as a child and how my parents dealt with stuff so a lot of that is what we witness as well as a child becomes a core belief when we're so young under the age of 10 we're so susceptible so my core belief from a young age that I uncovered was that it was when things go bad you drink alcohol that's what my parents taught me when things go bad you drink alcohol so the time I got into my teens and young adulthood it was like oh well things are going bad I better go and get some alcohol because that was the only thing that I observed in my family of how they dealt with their problems and what I realized as I kept on doing that at a young age was the result was numbing oh wow I don't have to feel all this stuff anymore it's gone and forgetting which you think at the time is absolutely wonderful because you don't want to remember the emotions and the pain and the triggers and the trauma and all the things that you're trying to work out you just want to get released from it right so numbing is really that release but it's not we're not releasing we're actually holding it on so tight inside of ourselves it is actually damaging our health so like most people who grew up in families that had abuse or alcohol parent alcoholic parent their core belief became part of them and how they observed life in the home and so often it becomes a coping mechanism for them too so like it became a coping mechanism for me now I I stopped drinking at 18 and I didn't drink till for about 25 years so there's ways to stop the things that we need to but then it forms in when we learn from that from our childhood we form in our own subconscious behavior to then become to to when something happens and the response and the result are the same so for others this could also drive them away from drinking because they witnessed that and they witnessed their parents drinking all the time or a parent drunk all the time and they thought oh, I'm never going to be like that I don't want anything to do with alcohol because of that so this tends to then lead to another coping me mechanism though so they even though they may have gone away from seeing well I don't want to do that because my parents did but it could lead to eating disorders or other addictions because it's a gene that's been in the family so that you might be more inclined to be had a, an addictive personality and or it could lead to self-harm or cutting or things like that so eventually essentially we end up doing a similar behavior to numb the pain rather than face it uh, and I want to reiterate again like 
this is all natural human behavior. We all do it to a certain extent. Next is to respond towards forming a new habit. So we need to respond to ourselves before we numb again and in a space where we're not triggered or overwhelmed by emotion or in psychological pain or things are out of our control. We need to formulate a new plan. So when you're feeling good, when you're having a good day or a weekend, you have some time during the day, plan your response before it happens. And there's so many things that we could do to change our habits. And I've talked about most of them in a lot of the previous episodes, like going, walking out into nature, spending time with kids, having fun, doing puzzles, art, creativity, games, uh, dancing, singing music, playing music. Like there's so many great things that we can do, but we have to find the one that's going to work for us. And sometimes that's going to be a hit and miss. Sometimes we know exactly what we need. So it's about tuning in, listening to ourselves and believing in ourselves. So plan your response before it happens. And part of my reflection on what I could do in that moment, which always tended to come around 5 p.m. for me because it's alcohol, so I never drank during the day. Um, so part of that for my reflection, I thought, well, was to, I want to reflect and meditate. But when putting together my plan, thinking, well, yes, I want to change it, so I'll just reflect and meditate. Well, that wasn't enough. I didn't have any specifics on exactly how that looked like. And when you're in a moment that you're not coping, when you're not in control, when you're overwhelmed by all the, those emotions and those other things and you're trying to black them out, it's so much easier at that point just to go to subconscious programming. <laughs> I'll just have a drink. So that's what we're wanting to stop. So in that moment when we're not coping, if we don't have a plan that we can quickly take up going, oh, no, this is what I do before I reach for this, whatever that is for you, then it's not going to work. And I tell you, I tried numerous things over the years and I could never break it because I, well, one, I didn't know my core belief, although I don't need to know that. Two, I didn't feel like I had a pro I would be so overwhelmed. I would like, yeah, reflect. Okay, reflect on how I'm feeling, like reflect on the day. Um, don't want to do that. And then I was quickly, you know, 5 p.m. I'm exhausted. I'm sitting on all those pain and emotions. I didn't want to deal with it. It was far easier just to grab a drink. Just one, I would say. I would start off. So I had to develop a new plan for me. And this is what I've been doing over the last few months. So I would grab my big exercise ball. So this is a really good specific plan. Grab my big exercise ball. I get to a point where I'm exhausted, can't do anything more. I feel like I want to grab the drink. Nope, I'm going to go to my exercise ball. I'm going to stretch out my back. And I'm just going to stretch all my legs and back out over the exercise ball and really calm my whole body down. 
and not think, try to empty my mind. And then I look up to my skylight and open my eyes and above me I can see birds flying and the sky or some clouds going past or the colours of the sunset. And I just take that moment to reflect on my day. And if this moment is too hard, I'll go back to a previous moment. I'll go back to where I started in the morning. And just reflect how things went in my mind. Some days that's quite hard to do. And so I found I would skip that going, okay, I can't reflect today. I just stretched out on the ball. And then I would grab my phone and headphones and just put on a song that I really need for this moment, whether it's a a rock song to get my mood up or whether it's a classical with just beautiful instruments, just tuning in a symphony in my ears or whether it's just a quiet down-to-earth song that I just the lyrics are so more important and just to really take them in and often I find it's the latter it's those lyrics that I need to hear just some words that I know that are going to touch me Um, and then I get up off the ball I'm stretched out I'm calm I'm back in a different moment and then I pour myself a glass of a 0% wine and I found a few that's only like 13 calories for 100 mil and I just watch the sunset and the birds outside as they gear up for another evening so it's really slowing everything down in my mind see that from the time I get in the ball and start stretching out from the time that I'm sitting on the couch watching the sunset with sipping on my zero percent everything's just calmed down it didn't matter how I was feeling just before I wasn't judging that moment or feeling any of those emotions I've just pushed them aside for the moment and it started to work this was really working until the last six weeks and then and I was feeling so much better I was losing weight and I was I was feeling great and then I was bombarded by all my trauma and triggers over and over and over again, testing every part of me. And the last six weeks, everything, I have not had one day's break until this weekend. It's been so full on, plus reliving this trauma and writing a statement for the Royal Commission. And some days I failed. Some, some days I, I didn't get to do the stretching out of the ball and reflecting and calming my mind. I just went straight for the bottle. And some days I did really well. 
I did exactly that or I went for a walk in nature because I was just feeling a little bit better about myself or I needed to get out of the house. So I did something a little bit different but I got through the night and the night I failed I always woke up feeling awful wondering why did I succumb. And if I was being absolutely honest, because it was easier. Because numbing is far easier than facing the reality of where you are at. But if we truly want to change and break these habits that are destroying our lives, then we must face it. Yes, facing is the hardest challenge of all. But ultimately, we have to do it at one point, at some point down the road. So why not do it at the start? Save us all the time and energy and further pain and disappointment in ourselves through that time. And perhaps even save some kilos going on, in, depending on what kind of numbing we do. So by changing our subconscious programming and how we deal with the bad in our life, then we are pursuing growth. We are pursuing to be, do and be the best that we can be. And that's ultimately what we want. So after my plan worked a number of times before this last six weeks happened, I then changed my core belief to when things go bad, I reflect and meditate. And I found the result was I resolve and I calm the mind. And that's so much better than numbing and forgetting. And I feel so much better in the morning. So numbing is really not worth it on so many levels. The harm it is doing to our bodies is more than we think. The more we push down what we do not want to face, the more we will be in our sympathetic nervous system, which is our stress mode. We won't sleep as well. We won't get the recovery we need. And we'll always be stuck in that vicious cycle, which I call internally stuck avenue. But the quicker that we can respond with our new plan, move towards resolving and acceptance, the more healthier we will be and live a much fuller, better life. When we effectively put our new plan in place and would have to do it to break any habit, it's two to three weeks every day. So if we effectively do that for two to three weeks, then we will start to rewrite our subconscious programming. But we've got to do it daily. And also we must remember that when we're in survival mode, like my last six weeks has really been survival mode, it's so much harder to not repeat our normal pattern of behavior because it's our subconscious. So even though I'd done it for two to three weeks, and I'd started to rewrite that. The best thing is when we're, something has hit us from the left field is to see this as we don't have to start again. I didn't fail. I just have to realize I'm in survival mode. 
that I need to find myself more than ever before. I need to learn from this time. I need to ask, are my needs being looked after? And when I ask that question only after a month of being in it, most of the time they weren't. I was looking after everyone else's needs and just going from one thing to the next. A few people saw me on the way and was really, really concerned for me. I didn't even listen to their concerns. I just thought I had to keep on going. I never stopped until a couple of weeks ago. Rather than seeing this is the only way I can get through this and reliving all these traumas and triggers constantly, I stopped believing the lie I told myself to believe. It's not the only way that I could get through this. I mean, really, that's another core belief coming out of programmed subconscious behavior that when I am bombarded, I just have to look after everybody else and do one thing after the next and I'll get through it and it doesn't matter about me. That is definitely something I've been doing most of my life. And it naturally started when I went into survival mode and I didn't really recognize it sometimes. And then the last couple of weeks I recalled what one mentor told me in my 20s when I felt unable to continue through my uni exams and there was a whole lot of personal issues and other things going on at the time that I was dealing with and I wasn't dealing with anything in particular well and I because of your brain in that state it's so hard to remember you know for short-term exams so hey and he said to me just something really simple just concentrate on one thing at a time and you'll get through and I set aside what all I had to get through and wrote down everything worked out the priority and started at the top of the priority and worked myself way for through and anything that I didn't need to solve at that point I didn't give any time or energy to that and I got through it I passed every exam the power of our mind is truly magnificent we just have to believe it and if you struggle with believing in yourself and believing that you are worth it which you are you are so worth it then listen to this reprogram as you are falling asleep at night. I've written it generically, but hear your name through it, knowing that you is indeed you. There's nothing to think about, nothing to do. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. There's nothing to think about. There's nothing to do. Relax. This time is for you. You are so worth it. 
You have done amazing things, helped many people, now helping yourself. You are full of compassion. You are unique. You can conquer anything. You have got this. You are loved by so many. Remember to love you too. You are a treasured soul. What you have gone through defies belief, but no longer is your behavior attached to those beliefs. They are part of your history now. You live in the present moment. You've done so well. You've grown, overcome, moved forward. You've come so far. You are more than these things that weigh you down. So much more. What you have gone through does not define you. You are a better person for going through what you have experienced. What you have gone through does not define you. You are a better person for going through what you have experienced. Believe it. What defines you is now is how far you've come. What defines you is now is where you are today, full of love, joy, hope, empowering others, releasing self, allowing yourself to find you, who you were meant to be. You are precious. You are peace. You are life. You are restored and stable. You are here. You've made it holding it together. You've done that. You've done that. Stronger each new day. Everything you have done to get here is because of your strength, your courage, your worth, your love. Be proud. Stand tall. Keep going. Keep growing.